Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Lisa Condit, and I'm here with Lily Irwin, who, welcome back. It's been so long. I know. Oh, what a journey it's been. And Lily has been instrumental in helping to get all of our conservatory classes on sale and ready for registration. It's that time of year again where, sadly, summer is coming to an end and we're looking forward to fall. But Lily, give us a little insight. We've got a lot of new exciting classes coming. We do. We have 90 classes that just went on sale, all the way from adult improv and acting the song to adult ballet beginner, pre-point, you name it, we've got it. And what's funny is I think that you can all imagine that here at the Hanover Theater and Conservatory, we're a creative bunch. Some of us may have some... As you know, dance background or theater background. Lily in her past life has definitely had some theater, a little dance. And she is one of our conservatory students as well. So in all seriousness, tell us why. I love it. I used to do theater in middle school and high school, and I stopped doing it before college. Um, But I feel like this is a nice little escape. It's an opportunity for me to just shut off my brain, be a kid again for an hour and a half, and just have fun with other adults who are looking to do the same thing. And it does sound like you have quite a bit of fun. And you're not the only staff member that takes classes. Now, which classes are you taking? I have been an adult improv stronghold (laughs) for several semesters now. Uh, So next semester in the fall, I will be taking adult improv two. Ooh, you graduated to adult improv two? I did. Um, And in the past, I've taken really cool classes like West African dance and drumming. We don't have either of those this fall, but maybe we'll get them back in the spring. Um, But... Every class that we offer offers some kind of enriching experience for somebody. Well, it's funny because I always talk about adult improv as a really great class to take, especially if you're in any kind of field where you need to talk to people. And Mm -hmm. I think, let's face it, we all have to talk to people, whether it's in the elevator, whether it's at a meeting, whether it's out on the road. And so... As somebody who I haven't taken adult improv at the conservatory, I'm actually thinking of taking a dance class with some other members of our staff next (laughs) semester. But what could I expect if I signed up for adult improv? Well, first class is all about getting to know each other. Uh Uh-oh. First and foremost, you learn your (laughs) names, you do lots of name games, and then you just play some nice little uh, activities that help you get out of your head and just... Say the first thing that comes to your mind and just loosen up. Um, But it's a whole semester of growing as a class with other people and learning new skills and becoming more comfortable with each other. And a lot of us that are moving on to adult improv, too, have been taking it for the last year. So we've gelled quite a bit. And it feels really cool to have that kind of experience when I thought I was done with that life. (laughs) I'm sure that it's a nice break, like you said. So how many people tend to be in the class? Maximum 12 for almost all of our classes. So it's a really nice small class size, but not so small that you feel like, oh, I'm the only student who they're calling on. Well, and as an adult and as somebody who used to take dance, I think that one of the fears I have is, oh, 
the dress code and getting back into a leotard and tights and being back in the studio sounds a little bit like my worst nightmare, if I'm being completely honest on the <laughs> one hand, but I miss it on the other. And you actually have friends who, in their adult life, after dancing and taking a break, mm-hmm. got back into it. What did they have to say? And what did they take? Yeah, um, one of my good friends took adult modern over the summer and she thought it was the perfect class to get her from doing yoga for so many years to getting back into doing ballet and other things like that. She thought it was a great in-between class um, and was super fun. And she's looking at taking adult improv this fall. Oh, (laughs) Lily, you are... I can't stop. I know, I know. And so... Because you were so intimately involved with building a lot of mm-hmm. the classes, tell us a little bit about some of the ones that you really piqued your interest just reading about them. I think one that immediately I thought was kind of cool was Contemporary Acro. Oh. Yeah. So What's that all about? I think it's a new, like, acrobatics-infused contemporary class, but not so heavy on the acrobatics, just, like, learning how to be safe doing some kinds of lifts and tricks and stuff like that but not fully implementing them that is so important especially as we're all watching you know the season finale (laughs) so you think you can dance because every time I watch those reality shows first of all I love them and I think that it's really helped to broaden the general public's awareness of what dance really is all about and how athletic it is but there's so much acrobatics and gymnastics involved now and being able to safely do those Tricks is really important. Kind of like stage combat. Another one that's always intrigued me when I read the description. I know we're not offering that this season, but boy, there are so many different types of classes, you know, from the technical and design classes all the way for every age, whether it's dance or singing or, you know. I think one of my favorite ones that I've observed students coming out of is stage makeup. Oh, tell us more. I saw them... One week, this was like two years ago, they were coming out of learning how to do um, injuries. And so they all had like fake gashes on their arm, like, or their hand or their face or whatever. And they looked horrible, but also incredible. Hey, Halloween's coming. Those are good skills to have. Yeah. And then another new one that we're offering this fall is acting the song, which I think is a nice compliment to musical theater dance. Yes. It's kind of like the other end of it. Cool. Um, And I feel like that's a really cool thing that we added this year. That's amazing. So how many different families do we have involved with our conservatory now? Oh, I can't even count. We have a lot. But I think it's over 200 families that are involved. So we are definitely trying to live our mission and vision and inspiring that next generation and infusing passion for the performing arts. And the audiences and artists of today and tomorrow. Absolutely. So if anybody is interested, and I know you are after Lily has talked about adult classes, Mm -hmm. visit our our website at the Hanover Theater, spelled with an R-E dot org slash conservatory. We have a whole part of our website dedicated to classes. Of course, audition information. We have auditions for both the Nutcracker and A Christmas Carol coming mm-hmm. September 11th. It's going to be here before you know it. If you would like to prepare for those, you know, conservatory classes and some of our summer offerings can help to prepare, especially for the younger dancers who might want to just brush up on their dance and technique skills before the Nutcracker auditions. We have so much happening. 
as we were saying just earlier today, we are more than the main stage at the Hanover Theater where the conservatory, THT Rep, soon will be the plaza. That'll be a whole nother program when it's a little bit closer to being done. And we would love to have you join us with the fun. Anything else, Lily? I think that's all. Can't wait to see you in Adult Improv this fall. Absolutely. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back with more behind the scenes after this quick break. Thanks again for listening to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Lisa Condit here with Ashley Prince. Hey, y'all. Ashley, take us away with what's coming up to rock our socks. Well, I think Lily did a really great job of talking about everything that's coming up for the Hanover Theater Conservatory. Some really great classes to look forward to this season. I was kind of thinking about TAP, personally. (gasps) And in (laughs) fact, I looked at TAP. There's a day class during the week. I think it's on a Monday or Tuesday and then a Thursday evening. Um, We have some really great options, but I wanted to let everyone know that our concert season kicks off September 1st with a fan favorite at the Hanover Theater, One Night of Queen. We will be. (laughs) <laughs> as a big queen fan i this this group is always really exciting to have here in worcester and uh, we just spoke with them a couple of months ago because oh. they were just here and gary is fantastic he has so much energy and he just keeps getting more and more popular people think it is freddie mercury when they see him on stage and he was so nice yes and i i can't wait for people to revisit that interview that we just had so let's give it a listen but keep in mind that tickets for his september 1st show are on sale right now you can visit thehanovertheater.org and get your seats today because this is a tribute that you do not want to miss. Not only that, but I think for our listeners, we have a special offer. What's that code? Code ROCK. Right. So put that in when you go to our website at thehanovertheater.org and you will receive a special savings. Today, we have a very exciting guest. We have Gary Mullen from One Night of Queen. Hello, Gary. Hello there. We're so excited to have you on today, and I know that I'm especially excited because I am a huge Queen fan, Um, and I am just obsessed with Freddie Mercury, and so I am so eager to have One Night of Queen performed by you and the works on March 29th, Um, so welcome aboard. It's going to be great to be coming back to the U.S. to tour again um, and and get a chance to do a, a full tour. Um, once more, cause the we were out we were out in America in the summer. And we did uh, five weeks, and of course, the year before we were we just got started when when the pandemic hit. So it's going to be great to go back out and actually do a beginning, a middle, and an end to a tour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's been so it's been so exciting to have everyone being able to enjoy live theater again and having our audiences back. And so I think that they're really excited to have a, a concert that they can just kind of like let loose and have fun and sing along. So I think this is just perfect timing. Yeah, and we've saw that since we started again. We started back last summer in the UK and then we did shows in the US and then went to Europe. And we found that now more than ever, people really, really want to come to shows and you can see the joy and feel the energy probably more than ever. We, we always could feel the energy from an audience, but now it's something a little bit special. You know, there's, there's an extra oomph to it. You know, it's like, oh my God, you, you guys really want to be here and we really want to be here and we're all just going to have a great night. And, and that's how it seems to be. The energy matches on both sides, on the stage and off the stage, which is incredible. 
Absolutely. Our 2022 crowds have really brought it so far. Um, and it's been lovely to see everyone just so excited and happy to get back into the swing of things. And um, so I know that I mentioned that I'm a huge Queen and Freddie Mercury fan, but I know that you are also a lifelong Queen fan and you've always oh, yeah. been a keen singer. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you and how you found yourself on this tour. I suppose going way, way back now, because I'm old, um, <laughs> or older, um, I mean, it all started for me just, my mother and my, my especially one of my uncles, were, were really, really good singers. And every time we had a party, a family party, the guitars would come out and, and they'd literally hold court and sing. And I thought, that's amazing, I'd love to do that. And then I, then I at four years old, I'm a vivid memory of, Two things, hearing my uncle sing with a guitar for the very first time at a family party and seeing Queen perform We Are The Champions on top of the pops in the UK, which made me think to myself, I want to be a singer and I want to be that guy. And that pretty much was the sort of beginning of the journey. And I'd been in bands um, in my teenage years, ironically with, with John, a drummer, who was, he was 15 and I was 18 when we formed our first band. And... Did the, did the amateur band thing and never got anywhere, stopped gigging and then this TV show came along in 2000 and just everything just changed literally overnight and I found myself out touring and this year is the band's official 20th anniversary year. Wow, so we get to be a part of that 20th anniversary, that's so exciting. Yeah, we're having a 365 day party for it, so it's going <laughs> to on stage, so it's going it's to be good. Uh, that sounds that sounds perfect, and um, so I I've done a little bit of research on on Wine Native Queen, and I thought that it was really exciting um, that you were personally invited by Brian May to attend a Queen and Paul Rogers show. Like, how amazing is that? Yeah, that that was the Wayne's World Alice Cooper moment. For I I went along with Billy. I took Billy, a bass player, with us, and, and we went backstage and we went to see the show, which was incredible. And we had these passes to go backstage, and it's that kind of you know winds were hey we're gonna we're gonna meet Ben, and we went backstage and Brian came in and sat down and started chatting to us, and, and it was it was kind of like an out of body experience for the first couple of minutes because it was like is this actually happening? Is he actually chatting to us? And he was asking us about we'd just been on our first American tour in two thousand and eight. Um, the same year and he asked us how the tour went and I didn't know what to say. I actually, I, I, I talked quite a lot but I was actually speechless and I didn't know, I thought, my God, he knows we've been on tour and it was like, yeah, the tour was great, thanks, how's your tour going? And that's all I could think to say and yeah. he was such a nice guy, so, so nice and complimentary and, and it was just great to, you know, they say don't meet your heroes because you'll only be disappointed and in my personal experience, that wasn't the case. That I know. I I know. If I was in your shoes, I would have like dissolved on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I would. I I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. But it's, I think... it, 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 it's, sorry, 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 sorry for cutting you off. But it's interesting though. Billy, our bass player, was probably sweating more than he does on stage. Turned <laughs> <I talked laughs> around and I was like, "Am I sweating as much as you?" <laughs> I know. I know. And it, I think that's just amazing. Um, it's amazing to have that kind of endorsement. I mean, um, as like a Queen tribute band to have to have someone as amazing as the former guitarist and songwriter for Queen, like raving about you like that. I'm, I, I would be glowing until the end of time. 
it, let, let's just put it this way. We, we, we went to see them in Wales and Cardiff, which is about a seven-hour drive from Glasgow, and we both managed to just get home after the show because we were so hyped. Yeah. Which, you know, it was just like, oh, we're, we're back in Glasgow. All right, cool. Weren't we in Cardiff seven hours ago? <laughs> it was just like, we were so, so hyped that we didn't even, I think we stopped for a coffee and that was it. It was just like, oh my God, you made it, Brian, man, that was so incredible. Oh, we're home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And it's, it's incredible. And I know that um, Gary Mullins and the Works has performed throughout the UK, the US, Europe, South Africa, New Zealand to sold out audiences. And so I think that it's incredible that that One Night of Queen is just so, so large and amazing and has this great following. And we're really looking forward to having you here in Worcester. And so I'm wondering... I'm wondering what the what the set is like. What can the audience expect to hear? Um, what are a few of your favorite songs that you guys cover during the show? I mean, well, this year we've kind of brought, because it's the 20th anniversary year, we've kind of brought stuff back that we did on our first ever show. Um, because Dave, Dave, our guitarist, Dave Rocker, our guitarist, is the kind of band's archivist when it comes to set lists. So he's got virtually every set list we've ever played. And there's songs that, I've forgotten we played, you know, it's like, my God, did we play that? And he's like, yeah. So we've, we've, we've kind of put the set together this year to kind of be a greatest hits package with a couple of surprises for the diehard fans. Because we like to try and do, because Queen was such a, you know, sort of musical chameleons, for, you know, they covered everything from sort of heavy metal to rock and roll to opera to vaudeville, you know, to, to, to uh, I don't know, to pop, to, to soul, to funk, everything was kind of there mm-hmm. under the Queen banner. So we're trying to, we, we've built the set with, with all the hits that people obviously want to hear, like Amy Rhapsody and you know, We're the Champions and We Rock You. Um, but there's a few little hidden gems in there that people, diehard fans will go, oh my God, wow. And we like to do that. We like to just sometimes throw a curveball in that people may not be expecting and 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 the ironic thing or the, I think the most amazing thing now is this is not the older generation of queen fans that get the sort of deep cut things that we play we kind of do them in medleys it's the younger guys and girls that have been to see the movie and they've yeah. they've they've they've, they've now you know discovered the music and you hear like you, you hear kids at 15 shouting out things like you know, play Ogre Battle. And it's like, my God, that's from Queen 2. This was released in 1974. How the, how do you know what that song is? And it's yeah. incredible to hear. You know, we, and one of the songs we do do from way, way back is Keep Yourself Alive because it's so pivotal in the movie. It's the song that they play together on stage in the movie as a, a you know, as a unit for the first time. Um, and all the kids know it. Like five and six-year-old kids stand and sing it. And I'm blown away. And we all just look and think, how do you know these words? And they and they, they just give it some, and that's what we've tried to do. We've tried to put something for everyone in the show this year. So it's it's you know you're trying to cram in at two hours, and we've kind of shoehorned the set together because we actually, actually overran, and we were like, listen, it's going to be like a Bruce Springsteen concert. It's going to be like four hours long. We're going to have to we're going to have to start cutting bits out of this. And <laughs> we think we've, we think we've got a good show, and. and you know, we, we try and design the shows for, for Europe and the US because a hit in the US wasn't necessarily a hit in Europe and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we try and look to see what songs are popular on both sides of the pond and incorporate them into the show. 
Yeah, I know. I know that a personal favorite of mine is Princes of the Universe. <laughs> um, I love Invisible Man um, and all of those kind of more obscure ones. Well, we have um, played that. We've played Invisible Man. We also oh, have played that. Great song. Um, which, which is tricky. It's it's a tricky one to do because you've got it. There's a lot of keyboards in it, and it took Malcolm and Malcolm. Malcolm's like. How long did it take you to do the keyboards? And he went, three days. And it's the way he said it, it was like, he's obviously been sitting for hours programming all the did 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 to get the sounds right. You know, whereas I just go on stage and open my mouth and sing. He's got to sit for three days and get the sound right, you know. Um, but yeah, we have, yeah, we have played that, you know. We, yeah, dedication. Because he knows that I'll go, that's not right. And then he'll, 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 he'll give me an obscenity back and I'll just laugh and say, doesn't matter, it's still not right. And he's got to go away and fix it, so. Yeah, so yeah, so things like that, Prince of the Universe, Brazil Man, things like that, make, bits of that, or that song, or that song may creep into the set, so you just never know what you're going to hear. I think that's really exciting, and, and our audiences, I think, will be really excited to just kind of see the variety that's in there, because it's not just the greatest hits, it's little pieces of everything, and that's what makes it special. Yeah, yeah because, you know, like I say, Queen were a, you know, I mean, they were a hits band, and they had an incredible, you know, catalogue of, of, of hits. Um, but also, and I think this is, this is something that, that I don't think a lot of people know, is that every single member of Queen wrote songs mm-hmm. within the Queen's And they're the only, one of the only bands where all four members had a top 20 hit. Yeah. Which is unusual. You've usually got like Lennon and McCartney, or, you know, you've got the, the you know, um, Plant and Page or Led Zeppelin. It's usually like duos. Or sometimes maybe a trio writes a couple of songs, but these guys independently within that band had a top had a top twenty hit with one of their songs, and you think that's incredible to 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 have that talent and that diversity in that band, and that's I think that's why they're still to this day so well loved and so iconic. Yeah, and I think I think that it takes a lot of um, a lot of talent to replicate that sound, a lot of practice, a lot of patience. And so um, I'm wondering, how do you prepare to step into the shoes of the Freddie Mercury? I mean, for me, it's, I, I, don't, I don't really analyze myself. I've been a fan for years and I just feel like I'm basically a, a grown man playing dress up. <laughs> That's how I can see it, you know, it's like wearing all these costumes and things. And, and I sing these songs because I love them. And, and I don't, I don't hear people say, oh my God, you sound like Freddie. And I just say, well, thanks very much. But I don't hear it. I hear me. I, mm-hmm. I don't hear what other people hear. So I don't really, I don't really class myself in, in the show in, in the respects of the, you know, the, the, I just go on and sing the hard works of musicians. And these guys are, I mean, we have got some world-class musicians in this band. You've got to be as good as the original musicians to be in a really good tribute band you can't you know you can't just you can't fake it you've got to really commit to it and you've got to play the songs with passion you know you've really got to come out we came out like a band and it's Gary Mullen in the works and yeah you're the, I'm the guy from the tv show but when we were on stage we're a band we're a team same with the crew banding banding crew we're a team and we go to every town as a rock and roll team and it lights and sound and we give a show and the musicians work their absolute socks off to get the songs sounding as good as as they can possibly, you know, sound. Um, so it's great to be fronting a band of musicians that good. Yeah, it's, it's not a sit down, clap your hands, or leave kind of show. I mean, if you want to go up headbang, headbang. If you want to go up air guitar, you know, make sure you tune your air guitar on the way in. If you want to go up and sing your heart out to your throat so you can't speak, go for it. 
it's it's the audience the show we're just providing the music and the energy and and we hope that everybody that comes can get lost in that moment because we're trying to create a moment in time that you'll never see again and that's queen with freddie